Hello, hello. This is Kepu with the Limelight Podcast. On today, uh, we have DVO, Derek Van Otten. He is a finance coach through Prime America. Uh, backstory about him. He was actually just working the typical corporate job, nine to five, while working in their finance department. Um, and he was able to build his uh, Prime America business on the side uh, while working full time. And luckily, he was actually able to build it up where he was able to quit his corporate job just months before the company tanking here in Salt Lake and ended up relocating in Colorado. And while working with DVO, I've learned a lot about finance and having a great strategy when it comes to investments and as well as retirement. And with him, he does not look for the sell. He looks best what is best for his clients. And he will educate you. And so you will be able to make an educated and a great decision uh, for you personally and for your family's future. And he always looks to add value. He actually has his own podcast out, DBO Show. Go look him up. Um, he saved me and my family a lot of money when it comes to premiums with insurances and a lot of times he was able to provide more coverage for less premium and so please interview just delighted to introduce our guest today DVO. before we get to the interview i would like to recognize our sponsor lau pest control pronounced lao pest control yeah, you can reach out to them. Number is 801-835-2932. Uh, they provide all your pest control needs when it comes to killing bugs, getting rid of rodents, and keeping them outside the house. And they are offering a $150 discount for those who recognize this line. It's actually from one of my favorite childhood movies growing up. And if you guess the movie, they will provide a $150 discount. Here it is. It basically summarizes exactly what Lao Pest Control does. Killing is their business, and business is good. Please reach out to them. Number is 801-835-2932. And let's get to the interview. Here is DVO. Hey, this is Keppel with Limelight. I'm here with DVO, Derek Van Otten. He is a finance coach with Prime America Twin Peaks LLC. So DVO, introduce yourself, dude. What's up, Kepu? I'm excited you're doing this, man. This is awesome. I know, man. Well, like you were just saying, I, my name is Derek Van Otten, and uh, because of that, my, I coined the initials DVO, and uh, so a lot of my friends call me by that, and so obviously you're a good friend of mine, so you get to call me that. Yeah, always known you as DVO. Yes. And you do have your own podcast, too. Exactly. The DVO Show, yes. All right, and so... Uh, so right now you're working with, uh, you're a finance coach. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit, like, what, what, what do you do? Like, 
Yeah, so I sit down with families all the time and I help them kind of, well, let me ask you, Kepu, what's, what do you think is the most stressful situation in people's lives? Mm, probably finance. People are really sensitive right. when it comes to finance. It's true, right? I like how you said that, sensitive. It's, it's almost taboo nowadays. It was taboo talking about finances. Yeah. And if you think, you know, a few decades ago, the taboo topics were maybe drugs and, and sex. And now you just see it everywhere. And now yeah. it's taboo to talk about finance because people are, I think, I think are maybe trying to be too much flash with no cash, you know. True, and true. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I read a study that the number one cause for people's stress is finance-related. The number one cause for divorce is finance-related. And I myself was in some financial problems, found myself in some financial problems. And so I said, you know what, I got I to gotta get myself out of this. I got to figure a way out, found a mentor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he guided me and he said, hey, you know what, Derek, you're not the only one going through this. You know, you, you need to help other people too. You got to pay it forward. And so that's how I got into it. You know, it's uh, it, funny enough, finance is not my passion in life. My passion is helping people. And if the number one cause for people's stress is finance and I can help them, then I'm more than happy to, to do that for them. Yeah, of course, man. See, um, so how, like, let's start kind of, uh, so you've been doing this for how long? I've been a finance coach, um, I would say over five years. I've been really trying to help coach people, but I didn't get serious about it until about a year ago is when I really started getting serious. Maybe almost, yeah, about a year and a half now. Yeah, you've been, so I know you've been with primary care for a long time. Um, yeah. And so the last year you jumped into it full time. Yes. We talked before you're doing like corporate work. Like yes. It's kind of that nine to five grind. Exactly. And it's honestly, it is a nine to five grind. Like, yeah. More it, grinds on you mentally. and. I was just going to say that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It, it, it is mental, you know. I, I have this saying where in life, no matter what, you're going to be stressed in life. Like life just happens and things are going to happen. You're going to have fears. You're going to have stress. And it's going to happen no matter what. And, and I tell people when it comes to entrepreneurship, I think the biggest fear stems from can I provide for my family? You know, am I going to be yeah. able to pay the mortgage, provide food? And then the, the fear and stress as an employee is, is more kind of fear of am I going to hit traffic? Am I going to be late? Am I going to get yelled at? Am I going to miss my quota? Am I going to miss this project on time? Is my manager going to be hovering over my shoulder if I'm late for lunch? And for me, it's, the latter is just an unhealthy type of fear and stress for me. Yeah. You know, for me, the, the fear of providing makes me get up, makes me grind, makes me want to work. And so you're right, you know, coming from that corporate world, I remember staring out the window and looking at the park and, and thinking to myself, I want to go out to the park today, but I can't. I'm stuck here for another four hours. And even if I wanted to leave after work and go down to that park, mm-hmm. I just, I would have to rush because then I'd hit traffic. So I don't even, I don't even get to see the park. And it just, I didn't like that feeling. Yeah, just, uh, you're stuck in a cubicle in a way, yeah? Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, I told you, you know, think of a, think of a hamster or a gerbil. In the, and where, where do you keep your hamster and gerbil? Okay, but where do you keep them? Usually in a cage. In a cage, right? And, and that gerbil or hamster, they need exercise. So what do they do? 
The hamster wheel. Yeah, they jump in that wheel and they run and they're spinning and they're spinning and they're spinning. And then they finally get tired and they jump out and where are they at? Same spot. Same spot. They're still in that cage. And I felt that was me. I wasn't in a cubicle, um, but I, I felt like I was caged in that building. I felt the last couple jobs I've had, I felt like I'm caged in a building and I just, I couldn't breathe. I was suffocating. I'm like, let, I'm a peacock. Let my feathers fly, man. And so how was it like when you jumped into... Because right now you're finance coach, uh, basically trying to you're starting a business, um, and everything. You're, you're self-employed too. Yeah. And so you're going through all commission. How was that feeling? Because uh, a lot of people kind of that they let that corporate nine to five. It's a solid job. It's safe. Yeah. Um, even though they hate it, there's that like that progression. That, right. The glass ceiling. Yes. A lot of people talk about um, how was that leap going from that safety net into going all commission? Well, you know, it's funny you say the word, you know, safe um, at a job. And, and the job was anything but safe. You know, every day I worried am I going to get fired. You know, mm-hmm. I, they, they were overloading my plate for sure. And, and uh, it's funny, right? The, the harder you work, the more work they give you, but less... The same pay they pay you. Did you sometimes. not get along with the, your bosses over there? I did what? get along with them, <laughs> and, and maybe that's why too. I don't know. Maybe they said, "Hey, Derek's a Derek's a hard worker. He's a smart guy. He can handle this." And and I, you know, it was too much. And I would tell them, "Hey, this is too much. My plate is full. I can't take. I need. I need to take this off." And they said, "Yeah, we understand. We totally agree with you, but no action was being taken." And I every day I was I was fearful. I can get fired because I have too much and I can't get it done. And funny enough, less than a year after I quit, they closed down, you know, and this is a big company. This is a huge company. Like when I say huge, I'm talking internationally big company. Um, And what happened was they opened, they they consumed another company and I was working in their finance office uh, here in Salt Lake and they, the other company they consumed had an office in Denver and they shut the Salt Lake location down and and uh, moved everyone over to Denver. So I think, uh, I think a handful of people left, but the majority lost their jobs. Wow. You know, and so it's almost, uh, you know, it's fiction. The, the idea of a safe job is, is, is fictional. And you are totally at the hands of someone else. And I don't like that. I don't like that someone else can, can control any type of destiny for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that if I was still working there and they said, hey, now you're out of a job, I don't like that. You know, and so um, obviously there's fear again. You know, there was, there was fear of me quitting and, and being 100%, you know, self-employed was something I had never done before. But luckily what I did beforehand is I was doing disciplines every day and I was working on my disciplines, things I need to do every day, prospect for new agents, prospect for new clients. Yeah. Um, and you worked your way up. out of that too, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I didn't. It wasn't like a huge leap. I was making money yeah. um, with with uh, with two of my companies. I I have four companies now, uh, but the two that I that I do the finance coaching with, mm-hmm. uh, the two companies themselves, I I was getting consistent and I was getting my disciplines and I was making money and I was getting. I was I was, I felt like I knew that if I quit, I would replace my income. And, I, you know, it was yeah. that confidence I had to instill in myself, too, because I, I didn't have the confidence as well. But, 
it definitely came when you're when you're thrown out there. <laughs> yeah, with me too. It was uh, um, so I'm like a year and a half self-employed, uh-huh. have my own pest control business, um, and as well going through this finance uh, journey with you. Yes. Um, which is something like a lot of people don't know of. I didn't know anything about finance, and so that's what motivated yes. me to. Uh, join the company, um, and I just do it part time. It's not my full, it's not my full focus. My right. full focus is pest control. That is my main income. Finding salesmen, and uh-huh. if I can't get them to come sell with me doing pest control, you know, I best believe it, they come to do to private America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why you know? not? <laughs> yeah, and it helps. It's a win win where I provide other people with that knowledge and. Yeah. It's a good route because what they basically educate, they educate customers and as well as don't mix your your insurance with investments. Right. And which is a big part of what they teach and what you teach too. Exactly. And um, I know you're a good guy and uh-huh. someone I can trust. And like honestly, if you don't know, uh, you, you actually are humble enough to say, hey, I don't know. Let me go look it up yeah. and get back to you. A lot of people are like, they'll try to uh-huh. like play it off, kind of right. go around, beat around the bush, even though they're, they're just like, if you don't know, you don't know, you know? Yes. Because like, they're kind of more of that, they have that commission breath when you oh, do that. Oh, yeah. And um, so I just want to ask you, how was your upbringing? Was, like, becoming an entrepreneur, like, always something? Like, say, like, when you're 8, 9, 10 years old, was it something on your plate? Or um, you always think about it? It was, uh, you know, thinking back, it was, it was hard, or not hard. It, it was funny because when I, when I did this journey, what I found out was that um, looking back, funny story, like, in elementary I remember, you're much younger than me, but, but I remember <laughs> girls were making like friendship bracelets. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. So we, we, we passed notes. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, back in the days, for sure. And so I remember, I remember in elementary, um, girls making uh, friendship bracelets. And they'd sell them, I don't know, like a dollar or two dollars, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember I would buy them and I would, and I would make them, I would tell them certain colors to pick. Like, hey, make this one this colors and these colors. And I would go resell them for like $5 each. Wow. How old were you at the time? This is elementary. So I don't know, like fourth grade, you know, third, oh, dang, fourth, fifth yeah. grade. I remember doing this. And I remember I would, I, would, I would make things all the time and try to sell. I'd make the weirdest things, too. I'd, I'd try to make like weapons out of paper clips and rubber bands, you know, and like make weapons and like sell them to the guys. <laughs> and I would sell these friendship bracelets to the girls and... I would take, you know, a paperclip and rubber band. What is that? 20 cents total? And I go sell this for like $2, you know, and take Oh, me. you did the paperclip. Like bow and arrow type thing. Was it kind of, yeah. you pull it back. And yeah, you got it. Yeah. Slingshot it. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember I always, I always did that. And, and I actually started a lot of, actually, I started a lot of other businesses as well along the way. I've actually um, failed in business a lot. I've actually, you know, had a couple other businesses that I tried starting and they just didn't go through. I didn't have the passion for it. That was a big thing too. It just sounded like a good idea, um, but yeah, you know, my entrepreneur spirit. I, I I look back. It started in elementary, 
You know, wow. I think started in elementary, and and I always wanted to have different ideas, and and I wanted to break the mold. Um, one I remember what I wanted to do was a janitorial business for parties that ended late, and I would come like at two in the morning and clean. You know, just yeah. all sorts of different ideas I I had. So, so yeah, this is the earliest elementary I can remember. And so, what about like how was your high school? What did you were you involved in sports, or did you do some? Oh, I, uh, I, or should we skip this part? No, 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 this is fine. Because I'm hesitant to say this is maybe one of my uh, regrets in life, um, but it's not. I, I really, I was heavily trying to get recruited by a lot of the football coaches. Mm-hmm. I was, I was definitely one of the one of the bigger guys in school, um, and I love, and I had a lot of friends that played on the team, and I always wanted to play uh, for the basketball or football team, but. But um, I, I was working. I worked. I started working at eight years old with my dad. My dad had a side uh, uh, side job. Uh, his, his one of his good friends owned a janitorial business, and my dad would have me come along, and I would help vacuum. We would do banks, uh, like clean banks, and I would help vacuum and sweep and mop. And I was eight years old. And I was making. I'd make two dollars a day. And, you know, in a week, Monday through Friday, I made 10 bucks. Uh-huh. And when you're 8, 9, 10 years old, 10 bucks, man, I could go to 7-Eleven and buy whatever I wanted, you know. And yeah. it was, that, was, that was great. Obviously, this was in the <laughs> 80s. but <laughs> um, So was your dad a big role in that, like, entrepreneur mindset that you had? He, or kind of In entrepreneur mindset, no. In dreaming, yes. Mm-hmm. My dad, he, he had a job. He worked there since he was just out of high school, and he worked there until he retired. Actually, I take that back. He was laid off the year he was going to retire. You know, so again, going back to that safe job, it's BS, you know. So my dad was going to retire on his birthday, uh, August, and in January they laid him off. And I don't know what kind of stuff that was all about, but that really pissed me off. Uh, But then my dad always had side jobs because he wasn't making enough. He was easily paycheck to paycheck. But one thing that my dad did do was he always... He always talked. He always talked about dreaming big. Like yeah. my dad would always say, "Hey, son, you know, um, if we if we were rich, where would we live?" He was he called it the rich life. If we had the rich life. Where would you want to live? Like in San Diego, in Hawaii. If in the rich life, what kind of business would you want to have? Like a bowling alley, a movie theater. So he always kind of got me dreaming of that. You know, dreaming big. But one thing that uh, did frustrate me is that he dreamt big, but took zero action. And that's, I think that's big. T- I think that's a big part of it, right? So it's nice to dream big. Mm-hmm. The secret sounds great. But yeah. You still got to take action. Yeah, you still got to take action. Um, so, so yeah, did uh, education-wise, did you go through college or? Uh, oh, back to high your... school. We go back to high school. Sorry, oh, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. Um, uh, so high school. So I, I worked. I was. I, I had a job all through high school. I was working. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I worked different places, and I, so I didn't do those things. I didn't go to a lot of the dances. I had a full-time job in high school. Was that to, like, more provide, kind of help put food on the table, like pay? No, I'm, I'm very parents? fortunate. My parents were, were, were well enough to do. They were, they, were, they were definitely middle class, but they, you know, we had enough. We had food. It was, it was so I can buy a car and take out girls. I mean, that was it. 
Like, yeah, you don't need to go to prom when you got. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I didn't, I didn't go to get dates anyways. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, we we're going on dates. I had a car, I'd go pick them up, and we'd go out, and I had money. We go to nice restaurants because I had money, and yeah. and uh, you know, I didn't have rent. And, and in high school, I graduated in '99, um, and and at this time, in my school, there was probably five people with cell phones, and I was one of them because it just wasn't, you know, they, it wasn't even a flip phone. They didn't have flip phones back then. It was. Snake. It wasn't the brick. I didn't have the snake game. I had a my the the cool thing about my cell phone is that I had an FM radio in it. That was the cool thing about my. Did cell it have phone. one of those huge antennas too? Or? It wasn't a huge one. No, <laughs> no. Um, but it it was definitely a little bigger than than what you see now for sure. <laughs> yeah. No screen. The screen just had the numbers you typed in. It was funny. <laughs> but yeah, college. Uh, I then went, to, I did go to college. I dropped out of college. It, it definitely wasn't for me. I remember I had been there for a few years already and I was still doing generals because mm-hmm. I had a full-time job. I had switched jobs since yeah. high school. Um, no, no, no. I worked in the same place. Yeah, geez, I worked in the same place. And so I, I was working, uh, again, full-time. Even in high school, like my senior year, I was working eight, nine hours a day at a job on night shift. And I got off at around 11 p.m., had to catch the bus, go home, and go to sleep because I had school. And, you know, I had to wake up at 5 in the morning for school. Um, so in, in, in college, I was still working full-time, so it was, hard, it was hard for me to have time to do homework. So I was taking, you know, a semester, maybe four classes a semester, just because I was a manager, you know, too. And so, yeah. um, and, but... I dropped out. I, I, I realized after three years, I'm like, I'm three years in college. I'm still doing generals. This is taking take where, forever. Where were you going? Solid Community College. Did you get your associates? No. Or? No, I was still doing generals. That's yeah. a, Same I, story here. I, yeah. I'm one math class away from oh, right. my I'm probably, associates, and then I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. Like, I came to, I came to, I was going to UVU. Okay. Um, I, I came here going to business. Uh thinking that they're going to help me start a business, thinking they're going to help me actually run the business, uh-huh. which they don't teach you anything about, like accounting, yes. sales part of it, right. even getting the LLC, the licensing. It's true. They don't cover any of that. I remember going to my marketing teacher. Okay. It was a, somehow I was like, I was taking like junior courses. Okay. Um, but then I asked him like, all right, I'm trying to start this business. Um, I, I kind of interviewed, like, going through apparel. Okay. Because me and my brother, Kave, he was starting this apparel. He actually had bought a whole bunch of shirts and never sold them. <laughs> so I'm just like, I can probably take over and go sell. I remember you guys doing that. And um, and so I went to a marketing guy because he said he was, like, doing, he did jewelry. Okay. He did uh, apparel back in the day. And he's just like, well, what's your plan? I'm like, well, it's rugby apparel. It's a big market here in Utah. Um, I think we could sell it. And, and he's like, well, you got to do this. You got to find out, like, do surveys. got to do this. And I'm just like, shoot, I've been doing door-to-door. Like, uh-huh. I've done alarm sales, pest control. I'm like, you do not need no survey to go sell something. And so I'm just like, this guy does not know and so i'm just like thanks man like everything you said just kind of just went over my head it was like nice school book answer okay so i'm just like <laughs> all right i'm out of here 
And um, that's when you stopped. Yeah, Go, that's, yeah. I, I remember when I when, went for one more semester. Then I, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, a, a big turning point when I was going to school. I was I was taking computer college. I should say I was taking. I was going to major in computer science because I knew then. This is you know ninety nine two thousand. Mm -hmm. I knew computers were the future. I knew technology was the future. So I wanted to get into computer science. But man, it was moving so fast at that time. Like it was just advancing yeah. worldwide web coding. Like 2000s. it was. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even have app, you know. Obviously, there was no such thing as apps back then. Mm -hmm. But I could just see this was the future. But it was moving so fast; it was hard for me to keep up. And I remember I was taking a psychology course, and luckily, this was one of those. I, this was one thing I hated about the college system. They make you take these generals, like. I'm going in for computer science, and I, la I later change it to business management. But what does anthropology and art class and PE have to do with any of that? Just a waste of my money. That, that really pissed me off. But anyway. It's, uh, it's actually a business thing where they, it's a bundle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a bundle. You Good know, way to put general, it. You're the right. bachelor's. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so I remember uh, the, the professor, this is a psychology class, and, and that made sense to me. Psychology, when I, when I moved to, when I took the psychology class, I mean, psychology kind of made sense, something to take. But I can't remember what he said, but he said something like, hey, stand up, say your name, and what you want to be when you grow up. He didn't state it that way, but I can't remember how he stated it. But it was something like that. And I remember I was thinking, I'm like, wait, what? What is it? And I remember I was, it came to me, and I said, hey, my name's Derek, and I want to own my own business. And I sat down and I thought to myself, then why am I going to, for computer science? So then I switched my major to business management, took a couple business classes. They were pretty helpful. Mm -hmm. But then I'm, you know, I, I'm looking, like I said, and I look back, I'm like, I've been here three or four years. I'm still doing generals. I want to own a business. How am I going to learn from these professors who only make 40000 a year? I make more than that at my full-time job. Yeah. Already, you know, and they're going to teach me how to run a business. Didn't make sense to me. So, so then, yeah, I, f I finally dropped out of, uh, what was I, 22 or 23, I finally dropped out of college. And uh, don't regret it. <laughs> I'm actually wow. kind of proud to see I'm a college dropout at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's it. like, I'm still working. I'm like, I'm just happy I'm not there. I'm just like, oh, this is, when I think of school, college, like, I'd, good grades i was like 3.0 at least like uh -huh. decent grades b plus yeah. and um but just thinking of it just i guess there's like emo it's like oh a disgust almost like just oh, yeah. me sitting in class i'm a like mobile body you know i i played sports growing up yeah like all my brothers play sports um and so just me oh, sitting with you eight hours a day going Class to class is not. I don't. I don't know if you know what's me, but I can't sit still in my chair. Oh, like yeah, I, yeah. I'm constantly, I, I'm fidgety. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fidgety person. I, I, I'm always moving. And you're. It's <laughs> nice. You're, you're high energy, which like something I love about you. Yeah. Too. Well, what is it? What's it? You know, it's 10 p.m. We've had a long day already. We're just. I we're know, we're gonna start recording at 10 p.m. right now, and I'm I'm jacked, man. Yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, so you're married now. Um, did yes. you meet Edna and? Around that time, or um, no? So when I met my wife, actually, it was her, her mom. Her mom was actually working in the office with me here, uh, part time. And what happened was, I don't know what her mom had heard, but her mom came up to me one night and just said, "Hey, Derek, I heard you're a really good dancer." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm. 
I'm all right, you know, puts on some techno and here we go, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And so she said, hey, my daughter is too. You should, you guys should go dancing together. I said, sure, give me her number. And she gave me her number and we talked and I found out, the funny thing is, um, I mean a couple people from the office, we actually went out to like a club, right? Just like a normal Saturday night club, you know, and we hung out. Well, apparently she heard I was a good dancer or something and, and uh, her daughter, which is now my wife, my, she used to go salsa dancing all the time. And, and my wife's a phenomenal salsa dancer. But, For whatever reason, my mother-in-law th- thought we were doing the same type of dancing. So when we talked, we were like, oh, we do not do the same type of dancing. Were you more of the fist pumps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Because, you know, the clubs were all techno. So, oh, yeah. So, or hip-hop. So, so yeah, I can, I, can, I can dance. I don't know about now, but I could. I could back then. <laughs> So yeah, so that's how we met. Her mom introduced me, so I had the green light from mom day one. So that was nice. And that's through working here. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it's funny. My wife told me she would see me. She would, she would see me on stage. I would because I get up on stage a lot and I talk about financial concepts and and business concepts as well. I do I do some business coaching as well. So she's she she knew of me. She already knew of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mom would always say, "Hey, you know what? Derek's got a really nice smile." And my wife Edna would say, "Why do you keep bringing Derek up?" So. Now she knows why. <laughs> what, a, what a great wingman. Yeah, mom, right? Mother-in-law, great wingman for sure. And so now you guys are getting ready to, you're doing the, what's your goal, like 2019? Business-wise, I know you guys are, Yeah. like, congrats. You guys are going to have a baby girl here. Yes, thank you, yeah. So we've got one now. It's and, and, and technically it's my stepdaughter, but I came in the picture when she was six, and so I'm the only mm-hmm. father figure she knows, and, and I, I always just consider her my daughter. But yeah, we just found out uh, we're pregnant with a girl. So my wife, at, at the time of this recording, is 21 weeks. So we're about halfway there. And you just had a boy, so congratulations. Thanks, man. So exciting. I can't wait for them to meet each other and play. It's going to be fun. <laughs> um, but you know, 2019, we, you know, we have a few businesses right now. We actually kind of want to drop. Uh, we want to drop uh, one or two of them. Because again, it's not our passion, but it's... Uh, definitely nice to not have a boss. So, but we, uh, our financial coaching, our two businesses there, uh, Primerica and Twin Peaks LLC, uh, they're going to be blasting off. They already are. We, we just got some more people licensed uh, just this week. So we're excited about that. And um, this year is going to be a record breaking year, probably for our income. I'm, I can see it. So it's going to be, it's going to be nice. All right. What's your, so with me, like I always write down, I haven't done, I've been pretty bad the last week since uh, the baby, because I usually, uh-huh. I'm not trying to blame baby, you should never blame <laughs> your kids, but um, I would always write my goals when I wake up and when I go to oh, sleep. Oh, that's good. And I know in our meeting earlier, it always talked about visualization, Yes. where like, I could always daydream, like, yeah. but when I'm writing my goals, I'd be like, all right, 2019, 2020. Uh-huh. I always do the next three years and 10 years down the road. Oh, very good. And um, that helps me, like, my mindset and, like, faith, belief that yes. I'm going to accomplish it or accomplish it. Um, and so with you, like, what's your goal? Like, how many got, how many, like, employees? Because, uh, uh, like, right now, like, with pest control, Mine is to get to a thousand accounts with uh-huh. ten sales guys and with two bands. 
so I need to purchase one more band. Oh, nice. And I like so, that. And so I'm breaking it down. You guys hear it hear it first on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and put so, it out there, man. I, I like know, that. man. Uh, don't shy away from your goals. Yes. And so what's, like, your goal, what's your, like, personal, I know you're teamed up with your wife. Yeah. Um, I guess policies, we go through policies and uh, people... Yeah, so my my this year, uh, you know, that's good. You know, we didn't we haven't talked about our 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 annual goal um, in that aspect, and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm glad you brought it because I like that. I'm going to start incorporating that. But but thinking of it right now, uh, I want to I want to add about about uh, 25 newly licensed agents uh, to our team. So uh, fortunately, like like the businesses that we're in, you know, you can, there's no cap on how many people, how many employees or agents you can get. That's, that's really yeah. nice. So, um, you know, I, but not all of them get licensed. You know, it's, it's hard work to get licensed. And you, you got to have some guts. And I, and I like when people get licensed. So I want to add about 25 newly licensed agents uh, to our team uh, for the next three quarters. Uh, I probably want to put... I want to put like another million dollars in assets under management um, in my name where I'm helping people invest wisely and uh, really prepare for their future. So um, just thinking off the top of my head right now, that's kind of what I'm going to lean towards. So 25 mm-hmm. new licensed agents, a uh, million dollars in assets under management, new. All right. Sounds great, man. You got big goals. Yes. You got it, right? Yeah, I mean, you have big goals. Why, why dream small, really, when you think about it? All right, why, yeah. why dream small? You know, if you dream big and you and you end up, you know, getting close to it, still better than dreaming small. So, yeah, why, life's too short to dream small. 10x, dude. 10x. <laughs> yeah, 10x. Have, have you read that book, 10x Rule? I haven't read the entire book. I've got snippets of it. Um, I'm not reading many books right now because I am studying for my broker's license. So that's the book that I'm studying for. That's the book oh, I'm yeah. reading right now. So. Yeah, so I want to get my broker's license. But... Uh, I do do a lot of audiobooks and and podcast and I and I think I found uh, a free version of the 10x audio, audiobook so I'm going to th- yeah, do I that. I think they put it out on <laughs> I love Audible but I think they, yeah. they're starting to put out free recordings on on YouTube too. Oh, are they? Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that SoundCloud people put things on SoundCloud a lot too. That's why I think I found a free version so I'm going to I uh, listen to that one because I do, I do like Grant. So, yeah, I li- and I like the concept Grant of Grant Cardone. Uh, yeah, he's a great sales platform, and as well like the way he talks in the ten x rule or in be obsessed, be average. I think those are both like great books. Okay, on on mindset, where one part that really stuck with me is like the small goals and big goals is like just go for the huge goal. Because most likely you're gonna underestimate your work. That's true. Yeah. And it's like you're gonna go for a hundred thousand, and probably get near a hundred thousand. Are you gonna go for a million? Just ten exit, and do the required work for it. And it's like, say if you come short, you only get halfway there. And it's like that's still five x of your original small. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know, it's just. More of a different way to improve yourself and push yourself. Exactly. And so what, what are ways that you push yourself or like kind of find 
waking up in the morning, motivate. What's a day in DVO shoes? So right now, you know, definitely what gets me motivated is, is knowing there's a, a little bambino growing in my wife's belly, that's for mm. sure. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we do have big goals. We have, a, we have a vision board down in our office in our house. And uh, I put it right next to my desk so I can, I can kind of stare at it, you know. And, and we got some big things on that vision board. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of those things motivate me. There's also a, a few causes that motivate me. You know? And on my podcast, I try to bring people on with some good causes, like good foundations and organizations that, that do good. Uh, you know, I, it, it's funny, in, in elementary and in middle school, I, I was, and maybe a little bit in high school too, I was a little bit of a bully. Like I said, I was one of the bigger guys in the school, and I was a little bit of a bully. What high school did you go to? I went to Hillcrest High School. Hillcrest. Yeah, H-Town. Were you there? I think uh, Russell Brunson went to that high school. Um, was he in my year? I can't even think. I don't even know. He did rest. Yeah, he did rest. I don't even know Wrestling. if he was my year. But not so much in high school. I you know, matured a little bit and, and things like that. But definitely in elementary and middle school, there's times where I did some bullying. And so now I, I really despise bullies. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 I say that in a lot of ways. Like I, I am so against uh, human trafficking. That really kind of pisses me off. Um, dog abuse or animal abuse, I should say. Um, domestic violence. As someone like you, you know me, I know I could easily put some pain on a child or a woman or an animal. I could easily put some pain on them, and and to think that people actually do that really irates me. And so these are some causes that that mean things to me that I want to uh, donate to, you know. And and right now, you need money to do that, or time, time or money. I mean, that's it, right? You either volunteer or donate time or money. And I don't have a lot of time, so I want to build a lot of income so that I can do that, I can donate, you know, to those sources. Uh, also, big things to me are, are, you know, are people in uniform. So our military, our police, fire department, paramedic, um, they, they put a lot on the line that people don't realize, you know. Yeah. I, know I know the police get a lot of heat sometimes for things they do, and you know what? Yeah, there's some people that are stupid, they make bad mistakes, and there's people that are bad in those people, but there's majority are good. And they put their lives on the line, and they don't get enough appreciation. So I'd love to... So these causes, there's so many causes, really, um, that I would love to, to give more to, to really help the cause. You know, I feel like all of us are here for a reason, and unfortunately, some of us pass away not knowing what our purpose was. And some of us pass away and, and are forgotten forever because we left no legacy behind. Mm -hmm. And the older I get, and, and as my family grows, legacy is, is becoming very important to me that I'm not forgotten when I'm gone, that my name is up there still in some aspect, whether yeah. it's big donations I give, um, whether it's impacting someone's life, whether it was something I said or, or a financial service that I offered them that they took advantage of. Um, those, things, those things motivate me. And right now, like, like I'm saying, it's almost 10.30, and just saying it right now makes me want to get up and start working again. Yeah. You know, I want to go talk to some people right now. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make a phone call right after that. So, um, so in closing, uh, I'm going to ask you, like, when you do think about legacy, like what, like leaving your, basically the footprint on, yeah, that you were here. Right. You know, like people go throughout life without, 
like leaving a footprint. Yes. Or any, like, no history of them that they ever existed. Right. And so when you think of legacy, um, what's like a word or phrase? Okay. What's, uh, like, what do you think of? That's good. Um, I'm going to use one that my wife coined, and it was one when I really wanted to increase my content on my social medias and really get on my social medias and put more stuff out there. You know, when it comes to social media, there's a lot of fakers out there, Mm -hmm. right? And I have a couple pet peeves about it. Like, I see some people's bios, and they put entrepreneur, or they put content creator, and... And it kind of drives me nuts because I think that word entrepreneur is such a powerful word. And I think it's an important word because everyone either works for themselves as an entrepreneur or they work for somebody who is an entrepreneur. And it took a lot of work for that to happen. And when people just throw away the, throw uh, around that word entrepreneur a lot, it starts devaluing it a little bit. It does, and, yeah. and it bothers me. Um, so I, I think the, the, the question is, are you an entrepreneur or are you, or are you a, a successful entrepreneur? Because there's a big difference. You can literally just put an application in for a business with a state and pay you know, 100 bucks, and now you have a license and say, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, I have a business. Question is, are you a successful entrepreneur? The other one is content creator. Well, yeah, as soon as you post something, you've created content. It's like you saying you're a content creator is me saying I'm a food eater. Yes, I eat food. Yeah. So do you, so does everyone, right? You create content, yeah, everyone that posts a picture, even if it's a selfie, you created content. The question is, are you creating valuable content? And so I wanted to, when I wanted to ramp these things up, my social media, I, I'm not a big fan of social media, I'm actually not, but I can't stop it, right? Like I said, technology is the future, I've always known mm-hmm. it, and people are glued to their phones like crazy. You know, that's like one of the first things I make sure I don't walk out of the house with. Like my keys, my wallet, my phone, right? It's like that's the essentials I have to walk out with. Um, but you know, if people are going to be looking at their phones constantly, nonstop, then I figured, why not it be me they're looking at, and why not I provide valuable content for them to learn from? So when I was talking about it, my wife came up with this phrase, and she it was hashtag inspire others. So this is this is this is the answer to your question. When I think of yeah. legacy, what is it? And I think it's to inspire people. And I don't know what it's to inspire them to do. Maybe it's to fix their finances, you know, get on track with it. Maybe it's to quit that job that they hate going to every day. Like Sunday night, like, like Saturday they wake up excited, and then by sunset Sunday they get that feeling in their gut because they know they have to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Have you, have you had that? I've had that feeling. Oh, yeah. I've had and, that. And so I don't School, know if it's dude. that or if college. it's... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> college. Um, or, or maybe it is. Maybe it's to drop out of college and say, you know what? Forget you, mom and dad. I don't need this degree because you want me to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. I want to go, go this route with my life, you know? And, 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 and I'd say self-improvement, everything. Like parenting. I listen to parenting things. I don't want people... People don't, you know? And I think it's crazy. If you want to be the best spouse, the best parent, the best partner, the best whatever. I think you need to self-improve in all areas, including that. So maybe I inspire someone to to take it easy on their kids or I don't know what. But when I think of legacy, that's that's coming to my mind now is inspiring people to also inspire more. It becomes a ripple effect that people are constantly going to be inspiring others to do to do good. Okay. And so I'll ask 
few more questions. Okay. Closing the, so just, it's kind of a little games. Um, I have heard it on different podcasts. Okay. Just like, if you answer it, answer it with, so I'll say a word. Okay. And you just answer it with a, either a word or phrase. Okay. And so. I like it. All right. And so legacy is inspiring others. Yes. And so family. Family. What, what I think when, I, when you say family, mm-hmm. um, I just think of love because family can be blood and family can be non-blood. Yeah. And, and you being uh, basically a step stepdad. Yeah. And as well, she's you're the only dad she really has. Right. And um, that's a tough thing for a lot of people stepping yeah. in. And loving a stepdaughter, stepchild, right. as, as your own. I, I, I would honestly step in front of a bullet for her, you know, and, and that's how I look at her as my own. Um, but yeah, when I think of family, I think of love, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. blood or non-blood. Because I have a lot of people that are very close to me that are, they're not my blood relative, but they are family. Yeah. So, another word, success. Success is what reaching your goals you know i some people want to say being a millionaire is a success and i don't think that's if that's your goal then yes that you've reached your success but if that's not your goal some people you know they just, they want to just make fifty thousand a year and go to all their kids soccer games hey if that's what you want that's what you really want and that's what you have then you're then you've got success being a dad being a dad is, for me, being a superhero. Um, I love all, I love superhero stuff. I grew up uh, reading comics and DC and Marvel. I, I like Marvel a little bit more, but I do uh-huh. like them both. Yeah. But uh, I want I want to be that superhero. I want to be the person that my girls look up to. That they want to be. Not, I guess they don't want to be like me, but find someone like me. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And shoot, just want to close by that. But thanks, DVO. Um, in closing, uh, I guess how how are the listeners able to reach you? I know you got your podcast, social media. Yeah. What what's uh, how are they able to reach you? Yeah. So uh, again, my name is Derek Van Auten. So my last name is two words, and that's where DVO comes from. But my podcast is the DVO Show. And any platform you can think of when it comes to podcasts, I'm on it. So whatever you're listening to the Limelight podcast on, you can find the DVO show. Um, that's, it's a very similar kind of concept to what you do here where I interview uh, people, when I say crushing it in their fields or other fun topics. Um, so the DVO show. But then D. Van Auten is my handle for all social media. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can find me all there. Uh, I... I I get notifications, so if you ever want to message me, you want to know more about what I do, you need my help, whether it comes to finance coaching, business coaching, financial products, you name it, I'm more than happy to help. All right, sweet, man. Thanks for having, thanks for being on my show, dude. No, thanks for inviting me, man. I'm excited for you doing this. Yeah, excited for you, too. Thank 2019, you. 2019, dude. Do it big. Going big. All right. All right thanks, Steve. Thanks, brother. Thank you, guys, for listening in to the limelight podcast with dvo today um as you could tell for the sound of his voice this guy is so positive he loves his job and he loves the people he works with 
and providing value through his financial services um, where he was actually able to dig himself out throughout that recession uh, at the, around 2008 uh, through this job. He was able to bounce back and as well he provides great value to his customers, his clients, able to educate them and make sure you are making the best decision for you and how you want retirement to look like. And as well, just want to end by this, uh, playing this clip for Lao Pest Control. Remember, they will give you $150 off that initial service. And here's the clip. Uh, leave a message. You can even follow them on Facebook. And and here is the line. Killing is my business, ladies, and business is good. So what movie is that line from? Leave a message or leave a comment, um, and Loud Pest Control will get in contact. And as well, you can even call them yourself. Number is 801-835-2932. And again, thanks for listening for today's Limelight Podcast.